Welcome to the England Athletics Podcast. My name's Alex Seftel. This one's actually a little bit different. I've been to an athlete art exhibition in London. Incredibly exciting and unique. This podcast is actually going to be separated into two parts. In the second half, you'll hear from Marley Jessup, a sprint hurdler who has been on TV in the last couple of weeks, but she's also just had her first ever GB call-up at the Loughborough International. And crucially, she was part of the exhibition, raising money for the Ron Pickering Memorial Fund and the Lloyd Caron Bursary Fund. I've been to have a look around the exhibition itself. So I've walked into the Zari Gallery and there's colour all around. It's really exciting as someone who is an athletics fan, who kind of breathes athletics and is used to seeing people on a track, but so different and so interesting to harness people's talents in this way. Renaud Mamashev is the creative director of the Zari Gallery. How did this exhibition all come together? Well, um, I think the idea came in 2021. As a gallery, we are looking at always doing something different. And we are a cultural hub, more than just a gallery. So we're trying to incorporate in the art a lot of people from different backgrounds. In the past, we worked with many charities before. And then an idea came in, why don't we do something with the athletes? We've learned that some of the athletes are also artists, but that's not a very well-known fact. So therefore, we started looking through that, and then we approached the charity, uh, Ron Pickering uh, Foundation. We were discussing when Sean, who runs it, uh, we came to the idea that we will do an event at the gallery with the artists who are athletes, former or current, and then we'll contribute to the charities uh, proceeds of the um, exhibition. Um, Sean then suggested we also involve Lloyd Common Bursary Fund, which is set up by Christina Hurugu. In, um, in, the, in the memory of the Lloyd Coven who passed away during the COVID. So we set the date and we started looking for the athletes. So we ran the advertising campaign on social media, through the charities with their help, um, and basically asked artists to come forward and submit their work for us to evaluate. We were overwhelmed with the responses. We had a lot of um, athletes applying, somewhat challenging actually to pick up the art that we can represent. And we only have so many walls to fill in. And obviously there was a lot of response. So. We ended up with 34 artists internationally, mainly from the UK, but we also have artists from the United States, from Belgium and other countries here. Over 120 pieces of artworks on our walls here, and you will see they range from the small pieces to large pieces. So it's a variety of the artists and the athletes we have here. We have the youngest one, is a 13-year-old, who is now doing athletic in school pretty well, and he's really aspiring young athletes, and he's also an artist, so he's done some pieces for us. And then, of course, we have former athletes who are long finished their career, some are hobbies, and some of them are doing it quite professionally. Mm. Like, you know, I don't have to mention Roald Bradstock, I think everybody knows him, as they call him Olympic Picasso, and his work speaks for itself, it's absolutely fantastic. So we've got a quite a range of art here, from young, to uh, more mature, uh, from amateur maybe, or aspiring artists who are quite uh, well professionals. Yeah, the, I mean, the quality is amazing though, just looking here in front of us as you enter, you see, as you mentioned, some of 
uh, Brad Stock, and also Ellen Barber as well. I mean, you know, who I know as a heptathlete. And you just wonder how much time people have when they're training, of well, course. That's, yeah, that's right. Well, I think that's the uh, mystery as well. So I guess they have. I mean, we've got Keely Hodgson there yeah. as well. Her three Let's pieces there as well. Because that. yeah, so. that, that's extraordinary. Because you've all got someone who is of current Olympic fame, really, yeah. and I'm sure has has loads of commitments. And so to discover that she does art as well, had no idea. A lot of them are extremely talented. And I guess if you're talented in one way, you probably have something else behind your sleeve that you know <laughs> you, you have a talent. So, mm. And they're showing that here. So it, it's been quite a pleasure. What did you have in mind when picking pieces for this? Because we, we've got a, a real variety. Maybe you can just sort of describe a bit of what we can see. Well, I think the variety is the right way to describe it. We wanted to give, obviously, exposure to as many athletes as possible. Original oil painting, we've got acrylic painting, we've got watercolours, we've got sculpture installation. This is for Vic by Victoria Hurugul. Yes, so, so the uh, sister, sister, of course, of Christine, right. who you just yes. mentioned. Yeah. Beautiful pieces as well, and we have a lot of good uh, response towards them. We've got photography and we've got uh, digital art. We've got uh, current Olympians and Paralympians. We've got a lot of para-athletes uh, exhibiting here as well. So we've tried to be as inclusive as we possibly can and show a wide spectrum of uh, works and individual participating. Yeah, really interesting. But also, when you appeal to say, we'd like to exhibit some art, you half rely on people say, yes, I've got this in my house already. Was there an element of people actually being commissioned to, to do art and say, well, I, I have the talent, but I haven't got a piece I'd quite like to display in a gallery just yet? Well, I think it works both ways. A lot of these artists uh, work to produce the work because what they feel. And of course, some of them do commission work. So if they, if they become known as an artist. We have one or two here who said they've done some commission work. Uh, I think uh, Will Oyu upstairs, he's a um, cartoonist and illustrationist. He's been doing commissioned work for the clients. And also, we, we're exhibiting some of his pieces which were commissioned. They're very interesting. Um, and therefore, it's, um, it works both ways. But right. majorities of their work that they've created but they've never really probably even thought about exhibiting it, or maybe they hoped at some stage, but we just gave them this opportunity to show this work to the uh, Great public. opportunity, yeah. My name is Georgina Dillon. I am the gallery owner for Zari Gallery. And you think this is something that's never been done before? Yes, my understanding, and I've done some research, I found that this is something that hasn't been done before. It's a very unique opportunity. It also gives the athletes an opportunity to think of their little hidden talents that they have within them, um, and that they've got something for the future. When they stop um, what they're doing as an athlete, they can actually look back. Absolutely, and I think actually there's something in that when you're so focused on your, your job to produce the best with your, your body, basically to run as fast as you can, for example, you need something else, particularly something creative, to take your mind off that, and this may be what this kind of encapsulates. I think it very much, it's, it's very true what you just said, because in fact, Harrison Walsh, that's what he said. After he had an accident, he said he was really sad and didn't know how to go about going back into being in the athletic world. And he said he started drawing, and he started feeling that instead of taking photographs, he will draw and start painting. And he said when he did that, he found that he relaxed, and he found that he was not burnt out anymore, and he found, he found that it was an inspiration to help him continue. Brilliant, should we go upstairs? I yes, guess there's sure. another floor as well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, nice to meet you. 
and as you can see, a lot more color here, and the slightly different pieces as well. Two huge mm -hmm. pieces here. They came from the U.S. Uh, by um, Anthony Famiglietti, who is a U.S. runner. Draped from the very top of the ceiling down to the floor, these long pieces with footprints on them, basically, and shoe prints as well. They're about three and a half meter each uh, in length. Wow. So this is the highest ceiling we have. So we've <laughs> been able to fit them in here. So that's probably the largest pieces we have. Uh, yes, so how, how has this been done then? What is it on exactly? Well, I believe this is a treadmill, acrylic on canvas. So he lets it run on the, on the treadmill as he walks through and applying the paint to it. And right. he was trying to represent the beaten path, for example. So it's all about a journey of the yeah. athlete. Brilliant. Um, we've also got some images of, of Lloyd Cowan himself, Quite of course, few. who you yes, mentioned. Right. Yeah. Done by uh, John Herbert, in fact, the four-time Olympian. That's right, yes. Yeah, and, and Bob Sledder as well, which is fantastic. So he actually has a background of studying graphic design and going to Central St. Martins here in London. So that certainly right. helps, <laughs> yes. And of course we have quite a few um, images of Keeley and some other famous athletes who these athletes have drawn inspiration from. It, it really is. It's like being in a toy shop or in a, in a, play, in a playground. For me, I think a piece here of Elaine Thompson here, the uh, sprinter who might break the world record this year, half of her face and half of a lion. I think this is absolutely a fantastic poster right. by Sophie Camlish. Sophie Camlish, yes, one yes. of our GB Paralympians. And I think this poster she's created is unbelievably great. If you look at those letters that she come up with, what media uh, portrays disability as in the UK. And I was looking for, I spent a long time reading all these pieces and they're actually quite fascinating. Um, you know, what, how, they, how do they feel? And I think it's a great message standing there. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. So let's have a look. B for burden, C for curiosity, H for homeless, O for overshadowed. With Olympic rings right. over there. Yes. So that's a sending strong message how these Paralympians feel. And I think she's got it really spot on the way she depicted what's happening and we just hope to raise awareness of that as well. Naomi Ogbeta, or now Naomi Metzger actually, someone who seems to have every talent possible. <laughs> she does stand-up comedy, she does political punditry, and now she also does art, of course. <laughs> that's with Afro chicks. chicks. Yeah. That's right, and she does a big collection of NFTs as well, she sells, so yes. And now, something, I mean, extraordinary, unique, I think, you can buy a piece of this art, of course, so, I mean, what more special could you have than if you're a fan of athletics to actually have a piece like this on your wall? So just, just give me an idea of, of if someone wanted to do that. Well, I think that's the whole idea of this exhibition that right. we do try to sell it because just to help raise funds for these two organizations and that's the biggest aim. So if anybody wants to purchase any of the pieces, they're all available on our website. They can see and see the each piece with a photograph in description and they can contact us either by email, phone, or they can inquire through the website and we'll be happy to answer any queries. This exhibition runs until? Until the 27th of May. Yes, so it started on Monday the 9th and we will uh, bring it to the close on 27th. After the 27th of May, there's still an opportunity if one's interested, right? To yes, yes. Uh, I will hope that there will be nothing left after 27th right. of May, of course. But of course, if there is something still left, that we will still obviously uh, have it on our website and people will still be able to contact us and purchase it.
It helps that the sun's shining through the windows here in central London, which uh, yes, just makes it all the more kind of pleasing to see. I do hope that we can continue um, this exhibition, a similar model um, in the future, and keep looking after these athletes that actually have felt that going down the arts world and producing art would be something that they would like to work with. That's fantastic. Well, I will put some pictures up and make sure we get some pictures on the England Athletics website and social media. So please do check those out. Well, thanks very much to Renald Mamashev, the creative director, Georgina Dillon, the owner of the Zari Gallery, for letting me have a look around. I think we mentioned most of the details there, but you can also have a look at www.zarigallery.co.uk. Of course, as we said, raising money for the Ron Pickering Memorial Fund and the Lloyd Cowan Bursary Fund. Now, we talked there about the Elaine Thompson Hera painting. The artist is the hurdler, British University's indoor 60-metre champion, Marley Jessup. She's just been on ITV recently in the TV show The Games, where celebrities try out athletics and other sports with some success. Let's first of all find out why and how she got into art. Yeah, I mean, I've always been like creative, like I preferred the topics of art um, more than the likes of maths and English. Um, yeah, I've just always sort of drew, doodled everywhere. And then I took it as a GCSE to start and then I actually realised I kind of like it and I can take it further. So now I'm studying fine art at Bucks New University in Buckinghamshire. How have you managed to balance doing athletics and also art? Because you've been doing athletics since your very early teenage years. Yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about this balance and like I feel like I do it really well because anytime I'm not on the track, because obviously training's not like forever. So like I have time to paint and I do get lost in painting sometimes, but it's just something I enjoy and you always make time for the things that you enjoy. Yeah, so you've painted some other athletes basically are these people that you look up to that you thought would work well from an image you saw yeah I mean I love like photography even from myself racing I'm always like going online and looking at oh, what photos have they got for me I just love looking at it and like I feel like photography really captures the moment but I'm not really good at taking photos myself so obviously I get other athletes and I've painted 30 40 plus athletes and there's people I really look up to and obviously that I want to achieve the same that they have one day and painting them also gives them the credit they deserve. Really interesting, yeah. I remember Carsten Varholm finished a race with like a, a shocked expression, open mouth, yeah. and it was compared to a famous painting. Yeah, the screen. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. So it's funny that because you took inspiration from Elaine Thompson Hera I think it was the race where she set the second fastest time in history at the Diamond League last year. Yeah, I mean, I compared her to a lion and I drew her in stark contrast to a lion's roar. I feel like there's just something about that winning sensation. You can relate to the animal kingdom and stuff. We are a different sort of vibe in the sense that we're athletes, we train hard, we want the strength, we want this almost lion energy. And I thought she really brings that, especially on that race. Yeah. So how long does it take then? Let's say you see a photo, you've got lots of other things to do. Of course, you've got your own uni work, you've got training. And then to actually draw that, paint, maybe get the right materials, 
because I'm just thinking about this exhibition and how it's it's come together yeah I mean to be fair I get so excited about it it's like I have to drop everything I'm doing <laughs> and like, if I see a photo and I have an image in my head I want to do it um, I'll buy the canvas or I have some set up already and normally I train really early in the morning so I have like the day to do it that's brilliant yeah I guess it's less unique than I thought really because I don't know about you but I had no idea that this many athletes had this kind of talent yeah no, no. yeah so I mean what were your thoughts when you saw the exhibition my friends like sent it to me and other athletes sent it to me like oh Maddie, you should really enter this and I was like this is a thing like I literally don't know anyone that draws paints nothing so I was like really excited because it felt like it was like a calling for me to do it and obviously I always take part and run for run sponsors me so I was like oh this is really great for athletes like yourself who aren't on let's say full-time funding it must make a difference doesn't it because you've got things like traveling to competitions to think about and, and other stuff like that so just tell me about the help that that gives you yeah, the sponsorships are really good. And I knew Lloyd, I've met him a couple of times and I have done a painting of him and I donated it to Lee Valley because that's where I met him and stuff. And I literally bought a pair of spikes. They snapped in half and I'm representing GB. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, like I don't have the money to do it. And then I've been sponsored and that money just literally goes to the spikes that I need to run. So like, I'm very thankful for it. And the stress is less of the stress thanks to them. Yeah. Well, we all know how important it is to have the, the right spike and yeah, yeah. you can't, you can't just find a random pair of uh, trainers really. Um, your athletics career then, I mean, it segues nicely onto that. It was notable that you won the Bucks indoor title earlier in the year. I mean, it's perhaps is, is one of your proudest moments to date or you tell me. As of this year, yes, it is because I personally have a really good start and everyone was always like, gas up indoors to me, Marty should be good at indoors and all of this. And like, I felt like it hadn't come together properly. And this year I was really trying to make that happen for me. Bucks, I feel like it was my first year at it. Like my uni didn't even know that I was sprinter and I just came to them like, can I have a vest please? And yeah, like I feel like it was the first moment where I was like, I've actually done something and it made me fifth in the world and I was just very happy I got into the A2s. There probably aren't many athletes who study fine art so you're really kind of putting your university on the map by, by winning the, the championships at Buckinghamshire New University. Are you quite unique to the rest of your course mates in that sense? My course is very tiny because they just introduced it this year there's like six of us on it and everyone's sort of like we're all very different like I, I'll be like oh sorry I can't come in today I need to go training and I'm in Loughborough or something like that and they're like oh okay like what do you do and it's really funny because no one really knows until like I do something big. And talking about introducing people to athletics you were actually involved in the tv show in helping people yeah what was that like? Um, the ITV show yeah obviously it's quite funny a meeting the celebrities and trying to hurdle because for me like it just comes naturally now you just it's like a muscle memory you just hurdle it you step over it and you forget like Obviously, that was you once, and actually coaching it, it's very hard to be like, oh yeah, just handle it, like it's normal. But yeah, it was really fun and exciting to see. And obviously, I just wanted to get a bit more coverage for athletics, and it's very nice that they asked me to do it. What do you tell someone who's hurdling for the first time? I suppose it's quite different if you're aged eleven and mm. you turn up. Um, you probably have lower hurdles as well. I feel like it was very daunting for them. It's almost like a mental block when you come to hurdles. Like obviously you can speak of it in a metaphor of like hurdles for life. It's, it's a challenge. You have to come over it. But what they don't realise is that like 
you're like I'm not going to ask you to do something that you're physically unable to do I remember telling them that you're very tall girls like I'm literally five foot three like you all have longer legs than me like you can easily get over that yeah it's just sort of like mind over matter you had a good laugh yes <laughs> yeah what do you see as your aspirations I always wanted to go into teaching art but like I do want that full-time athlete Olympian like I do want to make it in the athletics world I would say athletics comes first and art comes second mainly because it's a sword I picked up on the side and I didn't mind doing and I didn't used to think I was very good at it but now I do. What made you believe that you could be good at athletics? Was it your coach? Was it your own development of belief through competition? I feel like in school, like even like primary school, I was always like the fastest in my class and like teachers would keep telling me that I was good and joined athletics club and to be fair I didn't even want to be a hurdler because it's quite daunting. I don't know why. Mm. Just <laughs> but I filled in for someone and I was like, you know what? I'm not great at it, but I do enjoy it more than sprinting. And once I perfected that essentially, I just was like, yeah, this is fun. That's what I want to actually do. Good luck in both art and athletics. Hope it goes well and hope you have a, a good season as well, because you're representing GB, as you said. So what was the feeling like then to get the the GB representation maybe leading on the path towards more call-ups? I selected for England a couple of years back, but and hopefully get selected for Worlds under 20 this year. It honestly means everything. I got the phone call and I started crying. Like I had no idea why. Like I'm not even an emotion person, but like it's just like everything I've imagined it time and time again. It's all I've ever wanted is that GB vest. And I paint, like did a painting of Dean Asher Smith, and I'm painting the details of the vest. And I'm like, I just want this vest. So when the call came through, I was overjoyed and hopefully I can represent them again. Oh, that's brilliant to hear. Marley Jessup has now had her first GB vest, aspires to more, whether it's World Under 20s with Great Britain or Team England Commonwealth Games. And I gather from her coach, Scott Grace, that one of her paintings from the exhibition has sold as well. So it's been quite a month. And for someone who is 18 and who's painted the likes of uh, Keely Hodgkinson, who of course was only 19 when she won that Olympic silver medal, clearly that inspired people of all ages, but maybe you can't underestimate how much it inspired other young people of a similar age. And to be honest, whatever you're inspired by, as an athlete, fan, spectator, coach, volunteer, take it that the world's your blank canvas. The summer's coming up, lots of content to watch out for from England Athletics. That's all for this episode. Enjoy the sunshine while it lasts, and if it doesn't, head inside maybe pick up a paintbrush. Cheers for listening.